For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on? Welcome to the Tay and Todd Washington Commanders podcast, and we are back at it. It's our time of the year, Todd. We just said fooey with all, all the mock drafts, and we're just going to do one good just one. Just one. Yeah. One good one. Last year was just kind of uh, depressing every Thursday, but hey, back <laughs> at it. a lot of stuff to get talk to talk about. Uh, we have some ownership news as we're just following up, following back up with it, our opinions on it before we hit our first mock draft, our first and only mock draft. Um, we'll be doing another one tonight with Rio and a, a couple of guys in the group chat, Zach and Jalen from Burgundy Blog and Alex. So bleeding B and G. We are, yeah. Sorry, bleeding B and G. My bad. Jaylen. Sorry, sorry. Um, lost it for a little bit, but hey, we're back at it. It says this is time. We're gonna have uh, first round draft expressions, and uh, we're just ready to get back to it. I'm excited, and uh, Ty, how you feeling? I mean, yeah, it's it, this off season feels like it's going by faster than ever, and I feel like I said that last off season, and then this off season feels like it's going by even faster. And then throw in the fact that we're actually gonna have a new owner, which I was telling my wife earlier, just earlier today, that that is like the most difficult thing to believe because I truly never thought ever, you know, in my lifetime as a fan that we would have a new owner, and now we're like on the cusp of that, and it's gonna be Josh Harris. It's not gonna be Brian Davis. <laughs> It's not going to be Steve Apostolopoulos. Yeah. I think I said that right, actually, which he is did. impressive. Wow, I'm impressed. Um, it's going to be Josh Harris. And so, I mean, it's like the draft is as exciting as always, but it's not even the most exciting thing that's going to happen this offseason. Um, so I'm feeling great. And this this year, we're gonna, we have plenty of time to talk about this season and what it'll mean with the new owner. But, man, I, things are looking up. Yeah, for sure. And and I don't know about you, but I can just sense like a, just a calmness around the facility, not mm. really, but around the teams. Just no distractions right now. Everybody knows the students right. go through. Josh yeah. seems to have put together an all-star team as far as local right. guys, local millionaires, billionaires, and um, Magic Johnson. And I just like the effort he's put in. I mean, his teams are winning right now, Sixers. Right. So, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, by all accounts, he's the kind of owner who understands what team ownership is about. And I like the fact that, you know, for one, he's done it before, not in the NFL, but he's done it in the for, before with, you know, in the major uh, sports leagues in America. Dan Snyder had never done that. Um, he's more, he's, he is Dan Snyder's age now. Dan Snyder was closer to your age, Tate, when he bought the team. He was like 35, 36. 
And then on top of that, when Dan Snyder bought the team, he had all the time in the world to focus on the team. Uh, and Josh Harris, I'm sure it will become a priority for him because it will be, I believe, his most valuable asset. Or I don't know, maybe, maybe. But, um, but it doesn't seem like he will, you know, he will have all the time. It won't be just a childhood passion project for him. It's a business operation. And uh, by all accounts, he is a very prudent, capable businessman. So, you know, anyone is better than Dan Snyder for sure, but it doesn't mean that just anyone can come in here and will produce a winning organization. Who knows if Josh Harris will, but I mean, it seems like he will. And then we talk about stadium stuff. I think that that stadium deal at RFK might come together easily. Yes. Like not even like, because for one, he won't be Dan Snyder. But then on top of that, like you said, he's got some heavy rollers, some, some heavy hitters in DC from the DC area on his team people were people were concerned about there being 17 people as a part of his group but i first of all we are not capable of understanding these things enough to actually be concerned about that for one um but and also uh harris and rails alone uh in terms of their combined net worth would put them in the top 10 top eight or so in terms of net worth of ownership among nfl teams but um I think it's about relationships more than ownership for a lot for some of these people, right? It's about uh, pulling strings and whatnot. So uh, I'm excited about there being an ownership group yeah, and having multiple people, respected people. You're going to go from having one person who is hated universally by everyone to having a group of people who are universally respected by everyone. I just, I just, I'm ready for it to be final, so like we can we can party and celebrate and go crazy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I'm excited. I'm thrilled, uh, especially for Harris, just hearing about some of the stuff um, that he does and some of the stuff that he, as far as I know, Todd, you talk about, you know, having an ownership, staying out of it. I know what yeah. he's done with the Sixers is he stayed out of it. He's hired, hired Daryl Morey, who's probably second best general manager, president in the uh, in the in the NBA, and he's paid wow. him and he's getting paid as it. Wow. And then Doc Rivers is the second paid highest coach, head coach. Wow. Second highest paid head coach in the NBA. So it shows that he's he's willing to pay. Right. I'm, that's one thing I'm excited about. Whether Ron Rivera stays or not, it just shows me that this group, this guy's coming in and yeah. he's not scared to put the money where his mouth is and, and he's going to stay out of it. I want to see yeah. him in the booth. Right. Back. Exactly. Decision makers make, I mean, step in when you need to. Exactly. But no, no. Don't hear about him in the draft room on draft night telling him what to do. Exactly. I, yeah, and and um, that's what I'm really excited about is, you know, he, I'm sure when you when you're spending, I mean, he's putting he's going to be thirty percent. He's or he's putting forward thirty percent of a six billion dollar purchase. So that's six twelve one point eight billion dollars liquid that he's putting. I mean, that's when you put that much money to an asset like. That can be so profitable. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure he's. He, every, it's. I'm sure it's consumed him. Um, you know, throughout this process. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm sure he's already working on. You know, who he's going to bring in here to run this operation. Who's going to bring in? Who, what talent he's going to pull from another team, another organization, not his buddy, mm-hmm. but someone talent. Some talent he's going to pull. Pay them well from a winning organization in the NFL who knows what they're doing and give them their chance. To, to do it here. I, I'm confident that, that that's what's going to happen. As opposed to Dan Snyder, who came in, fired Charlie, Charlie Casterly, who was a respected GM and had Super Bowls under his belt, and had Vinny Serrato, 
be that you know <laughs> that's that's insane. Uh, there's no chance that that sort of thing is happening with Josh Harris. So I'm I'm excited for the first hire he makes relating to football, and I I think it's going to be either someone who's been with the team for a while and give them their chance, or and that's what I prefer, or someone who who's done it before and give them a chance to do it again. Either way, it'll be someone who is well qualified, and that's what we need. Yep, yep, that's that's exactly what we need, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm ready to roll and uh, already ready to the ball rolling. Uh, how do you feel about the off season so far, Sam? How? Yeah. I am content with pretty much everything they've done because it's a weird year because you got the new owner. It's going to be in like evaluation year essentially for them. And so I'm not surprised by the lack of aggressiveness in certain areas um, like Lamar Jackson, for example. Like sure, that'd be exciting, but you would essentially be saddling that on very likely an entirely new football organization next year. And that's not ideal. I think that rolling with Sam Howell, giving him the best group of guys that you could possibly give him to succeed, uh, the best offensive coordinator you could give him to succeed, give him that chance, uh, you know, and just just evaluate everybody. I think that's the best thing that they could do this year. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at it, you know, they went 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one last year. I don't see any reason why their ceiling is not, you know, in the 10-11 win range if everything goes right, if Howe really shows some real potential, if Eric Bieniemy, you know, can produce a Kansas City Chiefs type of offense and if they nail this draft. Uh, then I think their floor is probably five or six wins. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as the decisions that they've made, I'm content with it considering that it it's hard to see a long-term future here for these guys going forward. Yeah, same. Uh, I like I like Sam Howell. I like his demeanor. Um, the command log, just watching that and just seeing the interview he had and just talking about it in North Carolina when he came there, he took a two-win program pretty much. Right. And kind of, he said, he said, basically, said he lives for that. You know, he turned into yeah. a consistent winner, which he right. did. And, yeah, uh, I'm just excited. Um, I know. And then um, I forget the guy's name. Talk about when he when he gets on the field. A scout told him when he gets on the mm. field that he's not coming off. Yeah, right, it's right. This is that hunger I see in him, and he has a wonderful opportunity in a conference where the NFC East quarterback, NFC quarterbacks, period. I mean, you have Jalen Hurts, but other than that, yeah. Other than that, yeah. I mean, he's not. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Yeah. 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 He has a wonderful opportunity in one year to make his name go from the bottom. He wasn't even on the list to go up in the upper echelon. So, I mean, we and you already talked about this. You talked about Dwayne, um, how he had plenty of opportunities to win the job or. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've never seen someone have so many opportunities to yeah. someone get hurt and is up. He's up and exactly. Pops again. I think uh, Sam Howe, man, with the weapons, with with the enemy. Yeah, I think the sky. I think I think the sky's the limit. We'll but see. T- but t- he's not. He's not an average fifth round quarterback pick. And one thing I like, you mentioned Dwayne Haskins, uh, but I like that how taken in the fifth round, going into his last season as you know being talked about as a top five number one overall pick and then ending up in the fifth round he's not saying you know publicly at least but his 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 demeanor is not the league done messed up yeah. you know he's not saying oh man you know I, i'm sure his mentality is that but he's that's not what he's saying he's he's working quietly and I'm i like that i like uh, that yeah and then you see some you know you never try to get carried away but you see some stuff about comparing his rushing year to anthony richardson's rushing year and 
how many more yards he had, how many yards he averaged per carry, how many more broken tackles he had. I'm not saying that he is a better runner than Anthony Richardson, but just driving home the point that it is a part of his game that can help him and that can help the team. And so you talk about having Eric Bieniemy, who I think by all means like can use him to his fullest ability. And if we're talking about needing to get the ball out of his hands quick, Hal can get the ball out of his hands quick. He can work. He can. He can. He can do the quick game for sure. And then he can throw it sixty-five yards down the field. So I love. I just love that we are rooting for a young quarterback. I, I don't. I don't want to root for Jacob Brissett. Perfectly nice guy. Seems like a great guy. I don't like. I don't want to go into a season rooting for him to do well, or go into a season rooting for Alex Smith to do well. Or for, you know, Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. I want a young guy with upside, yeah. unknown. That's what I want, and that's what we've got. So that's always more exciting than anything else. And then uh, it, it's it's potential to be a win-win situation because if he yeah. works out, then boom, you've got him. And if not, then maybe you'll be in position to get one. Yep, and then that's where it gets interesting in the draft, and that's what we're yeah. doing today. We're going to figure exactly. out how we build this team. Uh, looks like it may be Ron's last year, possibly. And, yeah. And um, – Probably, yeah. yeah, probably. We're <laughs> ourselves in the, I guess, in the driver's seat and see what we would do with a month. Yeah, day. and um, it's going to be some tough decisions. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not one way you can go. I mean, you can literally go several different ways. So, I right, feel for the coaching staff, but I hope they make the right decision so we can add a building block. Yeah, and right, someone who can help immediately. Yeah. That's what they need. They haven't gotten immediate help from their first round picks. I mean, they have, but um, they have, except for Jamin Davis, right? Yeah. But um, that's that's what they need. They need immediate help. So, you want to get into this mock draft? Let's do it. All righty, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, round one. Starting with round one, we'll do all seven, and let's go. All right, quarterbacks to start. Four quarterbacks, uh, three quarterbacks in the top five. I think that's pretty realistic. I think that's ideal outcome for the commanders there. All righty. First cornerback, first tackle. Now you got to trade up. Bucks trade up for Will Levis. Now that's realistic too. Yeah, that's not crazy. You're not getting this tackle or cornerback run yet, so let's see if that starts here. Ooh. Bijan to the Eagles, Skaronsky to the Titans. Now this would be ideal right here. This is a perfect scenario for the commanders. Scenario right here. This is this, this is almost too difficult in, in the options you'll have at fifteen. Let's see what the Jets do. Wow. They go Paris Johnson. All right, so now you have the trade offers. Um, this one is obviously a no. And both of these, they're too too big a move back. So we'll just reject both of those. But let's look at who we've got available take. Because you've got Devin Witherspoon there. You've got Darnell Wright there. Uh, you've got Deontay Banks and Brian Branch there. Do you take right? Go tackle? Maybe find your left tackle for a decade? Do you go cornerback and Devin Witherspoon or Deontay Banks? Do you go with the position flex guy, Brian Branch? What do you do in this situation? This is tough. This is a no-lose situation. I'll admit that. It's a no-lose situation. Man, I, I would literally. Oh man, uh, so right, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna go first and say I am leaning right. I'm leaning right because 
for one, I'm, I'm always more offensive-minded. But if you can shore up that offensive line, and again, we're, we're focusing on how this year and giving him the best opportunity. If you can get right, I guess you put him at the right side this year um, with Wiley, with Cosme at guard, with Nick Gates, and then Lynn on the other side. I think your offensive line is pretty solid then. And you've, you've put a really solid line in front of Sam Howe. That's why I'm leaning Darnell right. But the thought of a Devin Witherspoon coming in and being able to, you know, keep up with those Eagles receivers and Cowboys and, and, and all these other teams we play, having that cornerback for 10 years sounds great too. Yeah, I'm going to go. Witherspoon is tough. But I know Ron's track record of not not drafting a first in the first, team. right? Exactly. I don't think we necessarily need a first unless unless it's no right, you know. And yeah, no offensive tackle available. I think yeah, really go Witherspoon. You know? Right. But with right, I mean, there's people telling saying that he's going to be all pro at right tackle. Yeah. So position flex, he can play the left tackle, and um, <clears throat> I think you have to go right here. And, and my reasoning is. You get a guy who has all pro talent. You set that position of need for like the next ten years. Right. How is the guy? That's his left tackle. If yeah. he's not the guy, well next year when you bring a guy in, you have your book you have your book in set. Um Exactly. I, I think he's a dog. Um and he's fared well against some of the top talent. You think of the he has. who went one last year, or Will Anderson, who's arguably the best defense player this year. And you look at the people in our conference and our right. East. Ron always talks about you have to win your division before you can win a Super Bowl. Then yeah. you can't compete within your division, then you have no chance at a Super Bowl. You think right. of Michael Parsons. You think of uh, the guys from from Philly. You think of uh, Kayvon, you know Thibodeau, and how he single handedly wrecked a uh, game on Sunday night against yeah. the uh, right. So I right. think you have to go right and you live with it. And I think yeah. I agree. So I say we're going Darnell right. It's seventeen uh, 16th pick, 17th overall player here. Let's do it. Darnell right. Boom. You feel good coming out of the draft with that one. Really good with that. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. Smith and Jigman to the Chiefs. Ooh. That's scary. You see, all, you got a, a number of trades here. Deontay Banks to the Ravens. So I'm going to pause the first round real quick into the first round. A lot of trades happening, which is realistic. Um, Michael Mayer goes late. He goes at 31. Kincaid goes 21 to the Chargers. Devin Witherspoon at 20. Brian Banks. uh, Sorry, Deontay Banks at 22. Brian Branch at 24. Keely Ringo at 27 to the Eagles. Dewan Jones and Anton Harrison. So, yeah. So, we go into round. Sorry, you have any thoughts on, on this, the way the first round ends? I, I like it. Um, like I said, you got to be feeling good. You get an all-pro talent, possibly. At a, I mean, he was probably the most valuable player at the Senior Bowl. Right. Uh, 40 career starts. Uh, yeah. Four-year player. I think you have to be feeling really good. And then my other thing, on, on cornerback, you can find talent in the second round. Either. Yeah. And to be fair to Ron and his guys, they have done a pretty good job at evaluating DBs. They in the mid rounds of the draft, very very good job. Right with the D line, you expect a guy, a guy can come in in the fourth round and produce because the D line right. is so, so good. Right, right, and we know that Kendall Fuller is going to be good in the middle of the season, right? And we know San Juice can have some good games and whatnot. So, Nate, the, the new guy from Michigan State. I mean, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, yes, Danzler, Danzler. 
I mean, he's going to have a D-line in front of him where he can just pick off. He's long. He's, he's lanky. Yeah. He can get it. I think you can get a guy in the second round, like Emmanuel Forbes maybe or someone else. Right. And a guy, a guy in Danny Johnson who, when given opportunities in the regular season, not the preseason, but in the regular season, he's shown some ability, right? So their secondary is definitely not terrible. It's just lacking elite playmakers. Exactly. I think cornerback is a need, but I don't think it's a pressing need. I think it's a need if you can get – Christian Gonzalez there, or, yeah. or Witherspoon, but if you can get the best, arguably the best tackle in the draft, right. I think you have, to, you have to take that. Right. So we go into the second round, and we look at the talent that's available. Uh, my eyes are immediately personally gone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Going to a running back like a Gibbs or a chain, uh, if that's how you say that, mm-hmm. a tight end like Washington, if he's there, um, I wouldn't be upset at continuing on the O line. That may be a bit overkill with the Navila, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I guess we can just see how it shakes out here. Yeah, for me personally, I would be looking at a Julius Brents here, okay, um, or a running back like a Gibbs, yeah, he's available. Yeah, uh, linebacker. I, I think second would be too rich, right? The guys that you have and the fact that they don't really value that. I don't think they're. Really, I mean, the, no, yeah, I don't think they value that position. I mean, a yeah. guy like Osiris Torrance, if he's there at forty-seven, right. you can get another. You know, that that'd be kind of tough to pass up on. Right. Um, and then I think edge is a position they have to consider, position, so. right? And I, admittedly, I'm not as familiar with this edge class, but it's a position you have to consider. I know so. I like Will McDonald a lot, but he's definitely not okay. Well, there he goes, <laughs> right? All right, there goes Avila, Washington, Gibbs. Figure wouldn't make it. Tyrus wouldn't. Torrance wouldn't make it. Forbes. So here we are at forty-seven. All right, so so we got no trade offers to move back. Um, Hendon Hooker sitting there. I, I worry that they might take him there. I'm not a fan of that personally. Um, how how? How tight end oriented are you at this point in the draft, or do, would you rather see what we've got in the room already? I think you can wait. I think you can wait. I think you got a guy like Cunts that can get um, that you can get later on. Yeah. In the draft or Tyler, Taylor from Tyler Pratt. Um, yeah. Right here, I mean, you may be screaming trade back, ideally. Right. Uh, but if not, I mean, John Michael Smith's. I yeah. Think you have to take him here. I mean. Mm. I think you absolutely have to, unless you're trading back. He's going to be in a, I mean, he's going to solidify that, that center spot for the next 10 years. So imagine leaving this draft with Darnell Wright and a John Michael Schmitz, arguably to yeah. the top at their position in this draft. I think you 
personally, I'm looking at I'm looking at Michael Smith right here, and um, okay, on has solidified. I mean, look at the interior lines that we face in the NFC East. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's why I wouldn't be mad at at just going O line heavy here one and two. I would not be mad at that. Um, I'll, I'll admit my guy. Go ahead. I think running back, you could wait. Yeah, I think you can wait. Like my my guy at Chain is here. You know, with his speed, I'm a I'm a big believer that this team is lacking a home run threat at running back. Um, but there's still guys you can take later in the draft. I agree. Uh, Laporta at tight end is is another intriguing name on offense there because I don't think you're looking at safety too much here. I think if anything, you're looking at cornerback. But I may wait and see if a Travis Hodges Tomlinson is there. Maybe when you pick a 97. Um, so I'm I'm fine with Michael Schmitz if that's where you want to go here. I think you have to. I mean, I mean, it's the best or edge. I don't know about Frank um, Felix. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. So I think I think John Michael Schmitz. go Michael Schmitz. All right, let's do it. Let's lock it in. So here we go. We've we, at this point you showed up the offensive line here. You oh, you, you would hope for a long time. You're good. Right. There goes Charbonnet and a chain to the Cowboys. I hate that. Hate that. Um, it's a deep tight end class. Very deep. Uh, deepest in 10 years, maybe ever. Um, but, you know, you got a guy like Armani Rogers who showed something. He, he's good with the ball in his hands. You've got Cole Turner who just wasn't healthy. Right there. Yep, Weipler. You know, I really think, I don't think, EB is going to use the tight end as much, mm-hmm. more so a player. I think I think Jahan Dotson is going to have that Zach that uh, that that role for um, like a uh, Travis Kelsey role, and not in the sense of obviously he's not a tight end, but I think right. security blanket, a lot of targets. I think yeah, I could I, mean, I could see that. I think he'll use what he has. Uh, Hendon Hooker is still there, Tay. Now now you take Hendon Hooker. <laughs> I mean, I, this is, this is ah. wow, wow. Okay, uh, years in a row where you get uh, you get a quarterback right. Abana uh, Abana he's a guy who, I like him right. Um, from Pittsburgh, played with Kenny Pickett. Uh, let's see, Caillou Blue Kelly. Um, yeah, I you Travis Hodges Tomlinson is there. Uh, he, you know, I, I don't know if that's a reach um, for the Commanders, but you do you do you feel like you have to go pick it here? I mean, I'm mean, Hooker. I think it's yeah because I like running. I like there's running backs that I like, like a Chase Brown in the fourth. Right, round. right. I, love, I absolutely love. I think that you'd be willing to wait for. I would be willing to wait for. I think a band. I mean, a Bandaconda, that would be nice. But I think you go running back in the fourth round. Okay. Get a guy like a Tajay Spears. I don't think he. I don't think he's been picked up yet. I don't believe so. Uh, nope, he's not. John Johnson. Oh my goodness, Chase Brown. Right, Keaton Mitchell. <clears throat> yeah. And you look at. Yeah, you probably wait on running back. Um, what about any cornerback that you like? What's, what's available at corner? Uh, you go to yeah, let me go to defense. Look at cornerback. Um. Jartavius Martin, 102, uh, Blue Kelly, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson. I'm always going to be drawn to the, the smaller cornerback right. who gets overlooked because of his size but is clearly a playmaker, like um, Marcus Jones last year who went to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always going to be drawn to that. Um, 
So that's why Travis Hodgins Tomlinson is sticking out to me. Hendon Hooker being there here at 97 is not something I anticipated. Do you, you know, do you put Howell in that situation? What do you, what do you do? I mean, you probably do. You probably do. Yeah, you have to take him. I think you. Okay. And I'm, and I'm living. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like if, if this right. were to happen. Yeah. All right, we go Hendon Hooker and Commanders next pick. I'm not exactly sure where it is, but let's see if one of these cornerbacks, if if Hodges Tomlinson can be there at their next pick, which is at 118. I'm I'm I'm. He's gonna go right before. <laughs> probably he's gonna go right to the Patriots. Nope. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hide that and see what we've got available. Um. These guys who are who are slipping, I'm not I'm not familiar with. You've got your guy Chase Brown there. You've got Hodges Tomlinson. I'm I'm leaning Hodges Tomlinson. You haven't addressed cornerback. You have to. You have to. Uh, that's that's an easy one for me. I'm gonna go there. Easy. All right. That's on one eighteen. Their their picks. Ninety seven and the one eighteen. That's gonna be a short turnaround. Quick turnaround. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> uh, Charles Jones from Purdue. I like him there. A wide receiver. And at this point now, as we go into the fifth round, I'm definitely thinking running back. Um, if there's a, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not familiar with the edge class enough here to to be picking an edge here at safety. I'm not sure how much you're looking at. You got Percy Butler waiting in the wings. There goes Chase Brown. So um, you've got you've got Voorhees, but I feel like you've you've already nailed offensive line. Tajay Spears is there. Shoemaker. Um, let me look at. Um, I think they've they've got Mitchell. He is he here? Did I pass him? Oh, he's right there. One ninety four. He's that's a guy that I like. Um, Rakeem Jarrett's a wide receiver. I mean, you probably you probably don't necessarily want to go wide receiver here. Um, Keaton Mitchell is a home run hitter. He's one ninety four. So, Commanders' next pick is one fifty and then one ninety three. So. Do you wait to see if you can grab him then? If if you wait, where are you going here? Um, who would who, what running back is your top pick here? I like Tajay Spears. Okay. Uh, just for, for the for the fact of a third down back. Um, right. You know, if you're looking like a McKit a McKinnon or McKissick type. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I don't know. You may have watched Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, I mean he pass catching. Uh, he he's he's more of a pass catching back. He's a four four three guy, um, out of the backfield guy like that. And so I mean I'm just drawn to those top those guys those speed guys because that's what we're lacking. Tajay Spears probably. Let me just look it up real quick. He ran a four five, but his game speed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is fair. So. So are you leaning Spears or Mitchell? I will go if Mitchell can catch because you gotta think this guy is coming in to replace. Um, McKissick and uh, Gibson. Gibson, event right, exactly. Oh, if Let's he look. Can, if he can handle that, then I, I'm all for. Uh, receiving, I mean, you know, 20, 27 receptions. So I, it, he wasn't a big part of the passing game, but he's shown some ability there. Um, development. As, I mean, you see what he did with Pacheco. Right. Like, Right, exactly. All right, let's go Keaton Mitchell there with the uh, fifth round. We got what, just two picks left? I think they don't have any duplicates, any double picks in any rounds, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think it's not yet. 
You know anything about the top kickers in this draft? I'm not familiar with the top kickers. Chad Ryland from Maryland is a is okay. A um, I like him. If he's, I mean, because I, I think you got to consider kicker as well. Joey Sly didn't leave you feeling super confident. Chad Ryland out of Maryland. Um, Jake Moody out of Michigan. Oh, let's see. Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland is a wide receiver I would be interested in. Um, and, I, and again, I think edge is a position that they potentially address. Um, this point, all right. Special teams, right? If we didn't get hooked, I like Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he breaking records with how fast he threw the ball at the NFL draft. I, like I would right. Um, if we were to go special teams, um, your guy or Jake Moody and, and Ryland are there. Maybe, maybe you. I don't know if you. I mean, I'd be fine with taking a kicker. Um, when I look at who's available on this list, uh, you've already addressed uh, running back. Um, and, and you know we're we're late here. Uh, Jake Hayner's a, a name I've heard. Again, you already took a quarterback. So, in terms of familiarity, I'm not familiar with any of these players. <laughs> um, what position? Yeah, other than uh, Thompson Robinson, um, I'd be fine with going. Go ahead. I think we go kicker. Okay. Do you want to go with who they have up there? You want to go with Ryland? Yeah, Ryland. Uh... Who's this Noah? Uh, I need to look at him. Noah Ruggles, right. Um, uh, Ryland has a boot, so. Okay. I mean, he, he nailed a 60-yarder in his pro day, so. Okay, let's, yeah, then I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. <clears throat> and then seventh-round pick, maybe just take the highest-ranked player that's on the board. <laughs> What'd you say? So you just put him on the practice squad. Exactly. Seventh-round pick. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Guy, edge guy. Okay, they have a second, sixth round pick. Oh wow! Okay, okay um, man, Deuce Vaughn's still sitting there, but um, you gotta take I mean, it's a sixth round pick, so I don't really, I, I don't really care. You, alrighty. I mean, like I said, you, you're gonna be losing Gibson probably next year. Right. Just in the better. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and sixth round pick, you're you're just drafting some someone with potential. Exactly. Regardless of position. Ooh, McBride. Yeah. And then 233. 233. Close. Get you a linebacker. Cam yeah. Jones. Man, let him get some uh, special team work. There we go. Alrighty. Go ahead and let the rest of the draft play out and then uh, see how we did. I, you know, without looking back at everything, I'm feeling pretty good. It was definitely offensive heavy, and I mean, I'm fine with that. <clears throat> All righty. See, steal. Four Niners have three straight picks in the seventh round. Yeah. All right, bumper pool. Wow. All right. So the Commanders, you get Darnell Wright to start at sixteen. You follow up that with John Michael Schmitz. So you're sealing up the interior and the exterior of your offensive line. Your line there probably looks like. Leno, uh, Cosme, uh, Gates, Schmitz, maybe maybe Wright can start at left tackle, and 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 Wiley's at right, and you can cut Leno. You know, there's you have so many options, but the depth more than anything is there. Um, you take Hendon Hooker at 97, so you throw him in that competition. Travis Hodges Tomlinson, 
Get a nickel cornerback, Keaton Mitchell, uh, an explosive, speedy running back uh, who can who can you know be a, a third down uh, pass catching back. You get Chad Ryland, a kicker out of Maryland. Who just take that job from Joey Sly? You'd hope who has a, a bomb of a leg. Get Deuce Vaughn, another you know special teamer, running back who can help you, and then a, a linebacker and Cam Jones to finish it off. Tay, I, I'll be honest, with you, I really like this draft class, and it's not flashy, but I like it. I would love this, man. It's not flashy at all, but, man, it, it hits all the right spots. I mean, obviously, you want to get corner, maybe. Uh, right. Maybe something that they can look at uh, for cap casualties later on. Right. But, um, right. I, I love this. I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is solid. Home. I mean, Christian Holmes isn't good. I mean, but he played one good game last year. Uh-huh. And then I, I trust his staff to develop. I, I trust it, it's going to be a guy that breaks out this year, right? After last year in the secondary, It'd probably be Percy Butler. But um, I just think uh, you get the corner in the fourth, and then Dantzler. Yeah, he may be. I mean, <laughs> you never know <clears throat> the way this D line is playing. I think you could get some. Yeah, some some good production from him. So. Right. I mean, I think with this class, you get immediate help from right. Schmitz, Tomlinson, Mitchell, and Ryland. So that's five picks where I think you're getting immediate help. Potentially Hooker, but I would say the other five for sure. And uh, I mean, if you're getting immediate help from five players you just drafted, I think that's that's huge. Yeah, I think it's a money draft. I would be content with this. I would absolutely be content with that. I would give us an A. An A minus. <laughs> One thing you could have done better is if traded back and then got right or got Witherspoon or Banks. Those options weren't there. Um, and no trades on this, you know, in this draft. Tay, um, just taking what we were given, and I, I, I like that. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love the idea of shoring up that line. Leno's not going to be here next year. I don't, you know, so, um, and and Rulier, I know he's still on the roster, but you know, he may not be come season, or even if he is, I think next year he's not. So you get Schmitz. So now your interior consists of Schmitz, potentially Wiley, Cosme, Gates. Um, you still have Schweitzer under contract, I believe, right? Maybe really, you've got a really solid line with really good depth, and then you've got Cosme who can play tackle, right tackle, Lucas, that's who I also believe under ta- who's under contract, I believe, and then Leno. Um, and so if injuries come up, you still feel good about your line. Plug and play with the quarterback there. So I, I like this draft. And then Keaton Mitchell again, 4-3 speed guy. They need a home run hitter at running back. And then also Hooker would be, man, that would be – I would love that pickup in the third round because yeah. he's not going to play this year, probably not. But the fact right. that we get to learn from a, you know, Brissette. Right, right. And a B enemy. Right, exactly. I think it's yeah. competition. Yeah. Ron said, too, in, in the interview with Logan Paul, he said, you know, if they're both good, you use one of them as capital, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what the Eagles do. And for a team that does not and has not had a quarterback for so long, you got to just keep yeah. taking them. You have to keep taking them. You know, obviously the I odds are lower. Right, and then Hooker from the same school. coming. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. I feel good about this draft. Uh, it was, you know, I'm glad we did this before the draft happens in two days. Can't believe it's, it's already here. Um, it's going to be exciting. The way that this first round shook up leading up to Darnell Wright was pretty incredible for the commanders. So having your choice of Wright or Witherspoon or Banks or Branch, you know, that's incredible. And I think if that happens, then you also would have some, some legitimate trade-back options. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And if, you know, if in a real-life scenario those players are available, you move back to the early 20s and you still get one of those cornerbacks, I'd feel great about that. And you add a second, third-round pick, something like that. So so going into uh, Thursday night, who do you want? Who do you think – who do you want one and who do you think we'll get? Um, I want one of – between the top three tackles or top three cornerbacks. Um, I think we will get Wright or Deontay Banks. What do you, do you same question? Who do you, who do you Between those two, Between, I'll, I'll player like a player that you want. Just a player that I want. Um, I'm gonna say Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. I think yeah. I'm leaving Darnell Wright. Too. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we had a stud left tackle, a stalwart. Right. Yeah. Man, but man, but man, and we need it because yeah, Harsons and Kayvon and right you know, those guys in, in Philly. We need we need somebody that right. And Philly's probably going to draft an edge early. I think this year I could see um, Paris Johnson. Maybe the maybe I'd maybe I'd say, I, but I'm, I'm going to say Darnell. Right? I'm going to stick with yeah, that. I don't think Paris Johnson going to make it there. But if no, yeah, there, if yeah. he were there and Wright's there, that's still going to be tough. That's tough, no right? Wrong. That's tough. No wrong answers. No wrong answers. Um, all right, that was fun. Glad we get to do that. Um, and I guess the next time we'll talk, we'll be talking about what actually happened yep. and see how much uh, happens, uh, you know, that looks like what we did here and how much it looks completely different. <laughs> It'll always be fun to compare. Well, we'll be back again soon. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This is Todd. This is Tate. We'll talk again soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.